little bumpy right now whether they're going to get those next two games played. Texas did get the victory this afternoon over Oklahoma 4-1, to eliminating the Sooners. Kansas State a winner this morning, 9-4. to uh, Game heard right here uh, on ESPN Central Texas, and we're joined now by former Baylor Bear and Philadelphia Philly Pat Combs. Pat, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Tom, doing great, man. Just uh, sitting in this hotel room in Oakey City watching these storms rolling in, so yeah, it's going to get a little hairy tonight for sure. Pat, uh, I want to just get your overall thoughts on on today's game. A game, boy, you know, in, in we talk about baseball in, in momentum and lack of momentum. I don't know if there's momentum in the game of baseball, but it certainly looked like Baylor was in a good spot, leading three to nothing, a couple of outs in the in the sixth inning, and man, uh, a couple of home runs, and then things changed dramatically. Yeah, it, it, uh, you know, as far as momentum goes, uh, you know, Tom, I. I think it, it does exist in the game. You watched what happened today, for example. I mean, Hayden Kettler cruising along, having an outstanding outing against Kansas State. And then uh, gets two quick outs in the sixth inning. Then gives up a home run to Phillips, a home run to Goodwin. All of a sudden, it's 3-2, to two, and now he's out of the game. And you're going to that uh, strong Baylor bullpen. But even that, the strength of this Baylor team this year could not hold down that Kansas State offensive lineup, and things got out of control really quickly. So, I think the momentum shifted there in the in the sixth inning when Kansas State was finally able to get on the board with a couple of home runs. Pat, uh, the top of the order for the Bears, very consistent, and it, it, it was again in the Big 12 tournament. I mean, Pineda had a couple of hits yesterday, a couple of hits today. McKenzie was good. Trey was, was there. Andy Thomas today. Uh, bottom of the order, it struggled a little bit offensively. Yeah, it, it did in the tournament at a bad time. It showed up here in uh, in Oklahoma City at, at probably the worst time of the season for him. It, we're at the beginning and, and really kind of towards the middle of the season when Baylor got on that hot streak, the middle and bottom part of the order was very productive. Uh, you know, the top three guys really performed well. Uh, Andy Thomas, unfortunately, didn't uh, have as good of offensive series as you typically see from Andy Thomas. But then it was that middle of the order that you, you saw some great offensive production. Guys like Valdez and Nevin and, and Downey, who had really contributed well throughout the season, uh, just didn't have very good tournaments uh, th- this go-around. Pat, what did you see from Jimmy Winston and Luke Boyd today? I know they've been really good for Baylor all year, but uh, struggled against Kansas State this afternoon. Yeah, you know, it was a couple of mistake pitches by both of those guys that were uh, you know, probably pitches they've gotten away with at some points during the season. But uh, K-State uh, hit a, a two-strike fastball off of Jimmy Winston down the line for a double. That was Kaplinger that kind of got that rally started in the seventh off of Jimmy, and then it, uh, you know, there was a walk mixed in there and a couple of, couple of hits that weren't particularly hit hard, but found holes. And then, uh, you know, he gives way to Ryan Leckage, and then Leckage, uh, who's been, you know, pretty spectacular all season, especially against left-handers, uh, got banged around against uh, two of the top lefties in that K-State lineup. Uh, and, and then it just went downhill from there. You know, Luke Boyd came in, looked like he could have held things in check. You know, if Luke Boyd doesn't give up the home run, it was a three-run home run, a two-strike pitch, a hanging slider that just got out over the middle of the plate. Uh, if he doesn't give up that home run, it, it might turn out a little bit different for the Bears because that, at that time the lead was 6-3. to three. The Bears would add on a run in the, uh, in the seventh to make it uh, four. But uh, it was after that three-run homer they gave uh, K-State that big cushion and uh, it was just too much to overcome for Baylor. But, uh, yeah, it was really kind of an odd thing to see Luke Boyd, who's been, <laughs> you know, all-world in his closer role for the past couple of seasons for the Bears, give up that three-run home run, a hanging slider. So, Pat, I know this is somewhat an impossible question to answer, but how do you think the committee kind of balances 
Okay, this Baylor team at full strength looked like a, a team that could certainly be in a regional and was postseason bound, but after the injuries, obviously really struggled down the stretch. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think it's uh, you, if the committee will look at the fact that Baylor was really, really good in the middle of the season and had an outstanding you know, Big 12 run where they won four straight conference series, and then after Tyler Thomas goes out and then uh, they lose Blake Helton after last weekend, you know, you take that number one pitcher out of your starting rotation, your Friday night guy, uh, for two out of the last three weekends, and uh, it absolutely had an effect on on Baylor. You know, they just don't have the depth in the starting rotation that maybe some other teams do, but, but that definitely affected Baylor down the stretch. And, of course, uh, you know, you can't really talk about this, but, uh, you know, with, with these COVID protocols, uh, and, and then what we saw happen with this contact tracing, uh, that became an issue for the Baylor team. And now from what I understand is if Baylor does get invited to a regional on Monday when those announcements are made, uh, both Thomas and Helton would be back for that regional tournament, which could make a huge difference. So you do hope that the committee takes uh, something like that into effect because when, when T-Tom was, was healthy, boy, that team was really rolling through the Big 12. Uh Pat, we're, we're uh, go ahead. Uh, we're seeing a schedule change as, as we speak to to the Big Twelve tournament right now. So both uh, both games that were expected to be played this afternoon and tonight have been postponed and pushed back to tomorrow. So TCU Texas Tech not happening today, and then Oklahoma State West Virginia not happening today. And I guess that means they'll try to play four games tomorrow. Yeah, just like they did yesterday, and what was going to happen today, Pat? Uh, the, the the Longhorn win over Oklahoma. How does that, in your opinion, affect Baylor's chances as far as the Big 12 tournament, uh, the uh, NCAA tournament, rather? Yeah, Tom, I think that was huge. I mean, if, if Baylor was going to go two and out, then, then OU had to do the same for Baylor to have a shot. And the reason I say that is when you look at, you know, the Power 5 Big 12 conference, I, I can't even imagine a selection committee not inviting five teams out of the second-best baseball conference in the NCAA, I, 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 that's even unimaginable to think that. I mean, in fact, I could, you can make a really strong case that they should even have six teams invited this year just because of the, the parity that we saw in the Big 12. So I, I think it's just uh, it, it really helped the Bears' chances today with OU going down. Of course, they come and lose two, and they're out. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at, at the, the top four teams, obviously, you've got you know, Texas, TCU, Texas Tech, which, which it all probably should host a, a regional, and then Oklahoma State, which should get an invite. Uh, I think those four teams are for sure secure. And then you got to look at Baylor and OU. Now, now it's going to come down to resume. I mean, OU could say, hey, we beat Baylor three out of four games uh, this season. And then Baylor's going to say, yeah, but look at our, our big wins. Our RPI index is better. Uh, you know, we've got uh, better wins on the road, especially against a, a, a Texas Tech team that is going to be a host. So uh, I think from the resume standpoint, the eyeball look um, – Boy, it's going to be awfully hard to keep Baylor out of the tournament. The only way I see that not happening is if they take OU over Baylor. Is Kansas State in the conversation at all? I mean, we I, I recognize the fact that their RPI is, is horrible uh, in the mid-90s, but they do have series wins over Tech. They do have a series win over TCU. Uh, they're playing pretty well right now. Uh, they got 32 wins. Are they in the conversation for that fifth spot possibly? If, in particular, if they play well, continue to play well in this event. Well, I think that's it. They're a team of desperation, and I think uh, the only way they get in is if they win the tournament. So you've got two teams right now that could uh, get that fifth spot if they were happen to 
to go through and win the, the tournament. And that would be West Virginia, obviously still in the winner's bracket game. And you've got uh, Kansas State. And I think the challenge for Kansas State is they're going to run out of pitching pretty pretty quickly. I mean, we saw you know, their, their best guy, Jordan Wicks, yesterday. McCullough has been their number two guy to pitch against Baylor today. Uh, they used up Carson Seymour, who, who uh, just pitched lights out for him out of the bullpen today, who has not been that, that effective. And then, uh, you know, it gets real iffy once you get past their second starter. Uh, you know, you'll see Casey Ford tomorrow uh, for Kansas State. And after that, they're, they're pretty thin. So uh, I don't think they're, they're going to – Kansas State will be a, a team that gets the, uh, gets the bid over Baylor or, or an OU unless they win out. So they've got to win the tournament to get in. Same thing for West Virginia. Pat, I just wanted to ask you a, a general baseball question. We're going to discuss this in our next segment. Um, in, in the major leagues, there's already been six no-hitters this year. We're, we're seeing less contact than ever, a lot of strikeouts, really across all levels. But uh, how do you kind of assess where baseball's at? Um, and do you feel like the no-hitter might not mean what it used to because it is more and more common, even though I know it's still a, a heck of an accomplishment? Yeah, it, it's a great accomplishment. I don't want to take anything away from those guys who've accomplished that. Um, yeah, I sure wish I could have thrown one in the big leagues. That'd have been fun. But it was, you know, you know I, I got close to a couple of two or three hitters. But you no, know, it, it's a it's an incredibly hard thing to do. I mean, you, you know, just a little jam shot or a, a you know a tapper off the plate. I mean, so many things can happen to, to bust up a no hitter. So it's an incredible accomplishment. But I do think just the frequency and the trend of these is, is going up. Obviously, with a lot of these swings and misses, and that seems to be the nature of the game today. You know, you, you, a lot of these hitting instructors are teaching, you know, uh, these. Uh, the bat plane, the uppercut type of plane where they're getting more loft and, and lift on balls, uh, you know, it's kind of that, you know, home run type mentality, and that's what you're seeing in these swings. I think one of the lost arts of the game, and in fact, Derek and I talked about this today on the broadcast because we saw a couple of really key hits by Baylor players. Jack Pineda had one. Uh, Jared McKenzie had one. Uh, both two strike pitches. They both uh, had RBI opportunities. They both produced in some you know, high-pressure situations because they cut their swing down. It was against a pitcher that was throwing 94-96, had a nasty slider, and they both took pretty healthy cuts early in the count, but then they shortened that swing up were able to produce ground balls that shot through the infield. You're not seeing that at the big league level, and it's not being taught. And, and if, you're, uh, you know, if that behavior has changed and shifted over the years where you know, coaches aren't emphasizing a better two-strike approach, and just putting the ball in play and putting pressure on defenses, if they if they not teaching that or, or holding guys accountable to it, well, certainly the behavior is going to change, and that's what you're seeing. You're seeing just hitters swing off their heels, even with two strikes, and taking the strikeout like it's no big deal. And so that that's where the game has changed today. Hey, Pat, man, we uh, we appreciate your time. We uh, we really do, and thanks for the insight and and uh, look forward to it. And hopefully, hopefully, we're not through with with Baylor baseball for 2021. Now we got our fingers crossed and we're praying hard, man. Let's let's hope that that committee sees what we see. 